friends and welcome to the Rogue Planet podcast. I'm Jason McClellan. And I'm Maureen Ellsbury and we are joined today all the way from New York City by Ryan Sprague. What's going on guys? Yay. Hi Ryan. Hi. It has been years. It yeah. feels like it, right? If not decades. Yeah. What? What's up with that? Why? We're all kind of busy people. We're very busy. You guys especially. My God. Every, every time I turn around you have new articles out for something. <laughs> We at least like awesome. to pretend we're busy. <laughs> we do a good job at it. But no, we, we've been doing a lot of travel. Um, yeah, more more coming up. It's a crazy summer. I guess summers are supposed to be crazy. But uh, what have you been up to, Ryan? Have you been doing any more writing? I know the last time we talked to you, uh, they had uh, just used some of your, your writing in the wonderful television show uh, about Norman Bates. Yeah, uh, very excited. Um, I had absolutely no idea what they were going to use, how they were going to use it. Um, but they ended up using some of my material in the, uh, the series, uh, excuse me, season three finale. Uh, so I was super excited about that. Um, I heard about it the next morning from a few friends of mine. So what did I do? I illegally downloaded the episode and got caught doing so. Um, you got caught. Yeah, oh, I whoa. did. I got an email the following day from my internet provider saying, so you downloaded Bates Motel and they contacted us and said, don't do that. So, uh, yeah, I almost got arrested for downloading something that I wrote. So there, there's a uh, full circle for you. <laughs> I got I got to be honest. I haven't seen it yet. Okay. But I promise I will. Um, I'll watch it just for you. But no, it's kind of it's kind of funny you mentioned that because uh, they're really cracking down on illegal downloading of content um, after the Game of Thrones finale, which maybe we'll go into later. Um, five million people, I think it was five million, were arrested the next day for illegally downloading it. That's absolutely incredible. <laughs> it's insane. I mean, yeah. I think I think Game of Thrones is uh, the most number one uh, bootlegged show i believe i think that's right that, that would not surprise me to be honest that show is just such a cultural phenomenon especially now that you know the show is sort of isn't it now ahead of the books yes so hbo has now uh you know sort of uh ignored some storylines and are going their own way because they i mean essentially a they can't really wait around for george rr R. martin to to finish book six and b uh they decided they wanted to, you know, put their own little splash and pizzazz in there, which is, I don't know, sometimes frustrating as a book reader, sometimes not. So, yeah. No, are you both avid readers of the books? Only me. Okay. Yeah, I am not, and uh, I'm very behind in the series. So. That's okay, Jason. I mean, you, you're still reading Goosebumps. We we have we have hope for you. Hell yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Goosebumps. Aren't they coming out with a Goosebumps movie? I saw that, yeah. Jack Black, of all people. Um, 
Man, that is a throwback to my childhood. Those were probably my favorite books of all time. I uh, I owned every single one, and I would actually rent them out in my middle school, almost like a my own mini library. And I had my uh, my big friend who would come after you if you didn't bring them back on time. So, oh my gosh, you are the biggest nerd in the world. <laughs> But but I'd like to know though, entrepreneurial. Were, were you an on, well? Were you making money, or were you just loaning people the books? There were some late fees, you know. I mean, <laughs> we're talking erasers yes. and uh, you know those scented markers at the time. But yeah, yeah, you know, if I had to bust a couple kneecaps, I would. That is right. excellent. I love that story. I, I can see you as a a, a tough but gentle librarian. <laughs> yes, very hard exterior. You know, soft on the inside for sure. Yeah. Well, I want you know we're talking about TV. I there's so many TV shows. It's hard to keep up because Netflix has really expanded their line of original programming, and they have some incredible shows. Um, and these premium uh, cable networks, you know, we've got HBO. They're going to have a standalone service, um, but all these networks are looking for their their breakout shows to force people to pay money to watch them. Um, and stars, a premium cable network has a show coming out that I really want to see. I'm not going to get stars to see it, but I hope it, uh, is available on Hulu or something very soon. It's Patrick Stewart's new show and it's executive produced by, uh, Seth MacFarlane. They have a huge buddy, buddy relationship. Anybody knows anything about Seth MacFarlane, uh, Patrick Stewart seems to be in everything Seth MacFarlane is involved with, um, but this new show called Blunt Talk features Patrick Stewart. He's a star of the show. It's just a ridiculous comedy. And watching the trailer for this thing is fantastic because I don't think a lot of people understand or, or realize that Patrick Stewart is a comedy genius. And if you watch uh, specifically um, American Dad, you'll see a lot of Patrick Stewart's humor and just the, the crazy dialogue that McFarland gets him to say in that show shows a lot about – Patrick Stewart is a character. Um, so I love this, seeing Patrick Stewart in a comedic role, a ridiculous comedic, comedic role. I'm dying to see it. It's yeah. a great point. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you see all of these, these classic actors now um, taking on these comedic roles, and you start to realize, you know, that comedy has always been there. It's just it wasn't the, their, their focal point at the time in their career. Um, you're right. I, I love seeing stuff like that out of uh, Patrick Stewart or Ian McKellen or um, any of those guys, any of the uh, the veterans, I guess, as we would call them. I would well, love to get drinks and, and spend the day hanging out with those two guys, Patrick Stewart and Ian <laughs> oh, McKellen. Yeah. They look like they're so much fun. Well, and that's the thing, too, is, and I think this is a great thing, is, is a lot of these actors, you know, Patrick Stewart's going to be 75, uh, I think, really soon, like next week or something. And, you know, he's now saying, I'm going to do comedy. Fuck it. I am 75. I want to do this. I'm hilarious. So you're getting it. And I think that, that that's super exciting. I, and because uh, we haven't really seen that from him in his acting career, it makes it so much more funny. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's this, this guy who's, who's, you know, a Shakespearean actor, a British guy, very, very proper, you know. Captain Picard. <laughs> yeah. And then he does these ridiculous things. When when the, some of these things come out of his mouth, you're a holy shit. That is amazing. <laughs> well, and I think that – and this is going to be a totally stupid example because I really don't want to bring up uh, this campaign ever again. But with the whole ice bucket challenge, like 
His was hilarious. Yes. He did his ice bucket challenge was taking ice cubes out of an ice bucket and putting them in his drink to uh, do scotch on the rocks. And I was like, that is a man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is a man right there. Yep. I love him so much. And uh, why don't you marry him then? I, yeah, I, I would like to. It's legal. But, uh, now. Maybe I'll ask him because he will be at Star Trek Las Vegas. That's super exciting. Yes. Are you guys indeed. going to that? Uh, to be determined. Possibly. It's on our books. Yeah. Cool. But Patrick Stewart will be there, so that's fantastic news. Mm-hmm. Let's. We've talked about TV. Let's move into talking about movies because there's so much going on in movies. So, so much. So, summer's a great time for movies, and uh, this summer has been explosive already. Uh, let's start by talking about Jurassic World. And, yes. you know, I've mentioned it before, and you guys know this, but I really don't get out to the theater. I, I rarely will go to a movie in the theater. It's not because I don't like seeing movies in the theater. Um, I don't really know why. I'm, I'm just lazy or busy or combination of both but uh i rarely get out to the theater to watch a movie and it's expensive but yes. jurassic world of course i had to go see it in the theater uh had to see it in 3d pretty awesome movie so okay and i accidentally bought the 2d tickets because i was <laughs> thinking about the, seeing it in 3d you know the number one thing about that is having a dinosaur almost chop off my head it's i, I want to experience <laughs> that yes but um so i think i have to see it again uh, I liked it. I think there were some nice homages to uh, the original Jurassic Park, yes. but I didn't think it was like dynamite. Mm. It was not dynamite. No, I, I agree with you. It was Please. not. Um, I was I was pretty worried going into it, as I think most people were. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say it's better than I thought it was going to be. It wasn't fantastic. Agreed. Yeah, I. I had no stake in it, to be honest, guys. I mean, I I had no interest in going to see it. You know, um, everyone had been posting their excitement about reliving, you know, this this nostalgia. And yeah, I mean, I loved the first Jurassic Park for sure, and it scared the living daylights out of me. Um, did I want to see that again? Not really, but I did go see it. I saw a midnight showing, and uh, I felt like I was twelve years old again. Maureen, I agree. I don't think it was, uh, you know a standout um but they they hit so many of the points of the first movie that it almost felt like the same movie just updated in a way as right. they say in the movie more teeth um a lot of great social commentary i thought uh that's what i took away from it you know that you know here in america quote unquote we just want things bigger and badder and meaner and i think they did a good job with that and then of course you know What's the one thing that's going to stop this amalgamation from taking over the island is something that we we've grown to love and has become so iconic. And that's one of the original dinosaurs. So, oh, God, when when they lit that flare, I just I freaked out. I was on the edge of my seat for the last 20 minutes or so. Well, and, and so here's the interesting thing. And I don't know if you guys caught this, but there's a ton of Easter eggs in the movie or uh, hints, you know, linking the original to Jurassic World, one of them is that T-Rex is actually the exact same T-Rex from the first movie. The scratches oh, wow. from the raptors are visible on the T-Rex. And uh, it was sort of a payoff or an- another homage to Jeff Goldblum, 
who uh-huh. obviously, you know, there were hints, there was his books laying around and things like that in the new movie. Um, but that he says life finds a way. And because these dinosaurs uh, were missing, was it um, Laocene or something, um, that they weren't supposed to live more than a few days without these injections. So mm-hmm. that was kind of a payoff, like life found a way. Somehow the T-Rex learned how to survive um, in, I don't know. And also, uh, the kids were driving around John Hammond's Jeep. Yep. Number Jeep 29. 29. Yeah. yeah. So there's lots of stuff like that. And there abundance. And, and I think that there's a really great post that came out that highlights a lot of them um, that anybody who hasn't caught them all should check out because you'll be surprised at how well they linked the two films. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought it was such a, um, you know, I... I I wasn't a huge fan of this guy, the director. Uh, uh, who was it again? Uh, Trevorrow. <laughs> clearly. There we go. Yeah, Colin. Um, but I just listened to an interview with him, and he's super smart. And just how how much he knew about the world and how closely he sort of, you know, developed this with Spielberg and had his Spielberg moments. Um I thought, you know, if they were going to do this movie, I thought they, they did a fantastic job. Um so yeah, definitely, definitely. I, I would see it in another one. And you know, let's not even get started on Chris Pratt. Oh, <laughs> uh, heart heart exploding. <laughs> he um, was great. Well, yeah. you, you mentioned uh, Mr. Jeff Goldblum, so we might as well go into talking about Independence Day. Mm-hmm. Yes. So we just learned that Independence Day Two, as it has been known so far, has an official title: uh, Independence Day Resurgence is what this next film is called. And it's, again, it's always funny hearing these big announcements and how closely we follow these things when they're so far away. I mean, the movie doesn't even come out until June 2016, but... (laughs) June 24, 2016, so uh, one year from yesterday. Wow. Um, And, of course, what my favorite people in the world, and and in this movie in particular, Brent Spiner... uh, Still kind of dodged the question, didn't make it any clearer to us how his character is in the movie. Right. Because we, uh, not that we directly really got confirmation in the first one that his character was killed, but remember, the alien, like, takes him over and, like, communicates through him and stuff, and then he, like, falls down. I mean, we assume he's dead, but he's in this movie, and he was asked, like, you know, your character seemingly died, so what's up? And he just kind of played with it and didn't really address it during this press conference that was recently held. So we're left wondering if he's under alien control or if he's, I don't know. I mean, that that would be a huge plot spoiler probably because it's it's probably something that they're going to, you know, surprise us all with. Well, let's hope at least. Um, Right. And reverse reverse engineering our technology. And he was even playing a little after that um, press conference. He's posting on Twitter, like people's quotes, like, I thought your character died. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and it's interesting, too, because um, uh, Jason and I briefly met um, him at the Star Trek convention last year. And he's a very, like, kind of uh, uppity, uptight a little bit Uh um, Uh guy. Seemed like a nice enough guy, but uh, so I think that his role as uh, sh- what was his name in the in Independence uh, Day? Uh, Brackish Do- Doctor. <laughs> doctor, yeah, I forgot. Doctor, Anyways, Doctor Bra- Brackish Oaken. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but his look 
and his whole persona in this, I love because that shows how good of an actor he is because mm-hmm. he's departing so much from his uh, from data. Yeah. Yeah. Data and everything else. And he just looks hilarious with this long <laughs> hair and goofy. So they um, did say I, in the press conference that his hair is going to be even longer now. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's like our, uh, longer our and crazier. Sucralos. <laughs> this, yeah, is, so, this is long and flowing, not balding and kind of sticking up. Yeah. Right. Well, and, and, and so interestingly, well, maybe not, you know, this seems to be the big trend is they are obviously splitting the sequel into two movies. Right. So we've got um, Resurgence coming in June of 2016 and then June of 17. We have not killed the aliens, clearly, because they're coming back for more. <laughs> Something's yeah. going on. So we yeah, can't we, beat we, the aliens. No, I know. But so <laughs> I don't know so, why yeah. we try other than to I know. make good we movies. Nothing. But, yeah. I don't know. I think uh, Sigourney Weaver is pretty good at uh, kicking aliens' ass. Well, what needs I... to happen then is after that second movie comes out, there needs to be a convergence. Of Terminator and Independence Day. What, wait, wait, what? If just like, uh, Ellen, Eleanor Ripley just like came in and just killed all the aliens and. Yeah, that would do that's it. it. That's all we need. Yeah, that, and that's the end of the movie. I mean, this is like the punchline. Everyone's like, yeah. "Holy shit, where'd she come from?" Well, can I ask you guys a question? Like, no. knowing that, no, sorry, yeah. never mind. Goodbye. Um, Go ahead. Knowing that resurgence you know that there's going to be another one after that uh does that does that sort of obscure your excitement of going into the next one knowing like oh well you know it's just sort of gonna be the the foreplay to the next movie um i mean i know there's, we deal with this there's with nothing wrong with a little time. foreplay ryan you know i <laughs> i knew you were gonna go there i think i just uh started digging my own grave with this yes one. you did um, well i'll <laughs> I'll say that for me, yeah, it does a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, I remember watching movies as a kid, going to the movies, and you'd see these great blockbusters, and they were fantastic and exciting on their own, and you'd be like, holy shit, that was awesome. I wonder if they're going to make another one. And you'd look for those little teasers at the end. Maybe they'd leave it open to do another one. But right. it was unknown. Now we know all these uh, movies' plans for 20 years out. And yeah. it does take away a little bit of the uh, the mystery for me. It takes away the mystery, but I think it keeps us excited. I mean, look at us. You know, we're talking about it right now on a podcast. There's all these message boards and every little thing, like even one set photo, a blurry set photo where you can't see anything, gets billions and billions of hits because people just crave every iota of information. You, you make a point, but I'm torn on that. It's yeah. exciting because – you know, these are properties that I do enjoy, that I have enjoyed and like to support. On the other hand, uh, and, you know, so I will follow it and look at everything that happens. On the other hand, I'm frustrated by it and I secretly wish it wasn't there. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough. It's the age we live in. It's almost hard to to escape or to tune out from. So, Right. I mean, I like I like being surprised and I like... I like a good buildup, but there's no more buildup anymore because it's just a constant stream of we know absolutely everything that's going on with every step of every movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it almost seems like those people that used to be you know, in the back corner of movies, even the directors, um, they're all sort of – they've become celebrity at this point. And uh, 
there it used to be that they were neither seen nor heard and that showed that they they were good at what they did but now you've got people uh you know like the director of Jurassic Park Jurassic World excuse me or Roland Emmerich uh for Independence Day just you know on every single talk show or podcast just talking about it um it's cool i love hearing from these people but again it sort of takes away that mystery and lore of creating the film so I don't what's know. Your, what's your torn, thought, Maureen? No, I agree. Um, I, I mean, I'm still excited to see it. I think it's going to be hilarious. We've still got Bill Pullman and Jeff Goldblum. And I think, <laughs> you know, it's kind of like, thank God Randy Quaid sacrificed himself because he is so batshit <laughs> crazy now. Can you imagine him back in this movie? I just, He would be I'm a sure perfect it, fit. Yeah, he would be well, perfect now. He, he would be his character in that movie. Right. Yeah. But, however... I'm sure he is a pain to work with. So, oh, I'm sure. Uh, you know, just for the sanity of, of the rest of us, you know, just for Jeff Goldblum's sanity only. Uh, right. I don't <laughs> know if he thing. has sanity, but uh, love the Jeff. So glad to see him in this. And uh, yeah, he's, you, he's most what I'm looking forward to. I'm a, I'm a little bit worried about, um, well, we'll see how it goes. But Liam Hemsworth, mm-hmm. I mean, don't oh, get yeah. me wrong. Yep. I, I love his brother, but... Um, <laughs> Uh, we'll see. I I just like can't imagine him in this movie for some reason. Yeah, that's the casting is pretty interesting, and it then you've got a female president too, which will be cool. Right. Finally, yeah. what's what? When does this movie take place? Twenty sixteen. Twenty sixteen. Yep. The the movie it takes place in the present. Oh no! It it, it takes place twenty years after the last one. I was gonna oh. say I was like Jason. What? <laughs> Is that true? <laughs> I was going to say, it's such a futuristic uh, thought that we'd have a female president. <laughs> well, hey, we've got a couple in the running this year, so. Mm-hmm. So who is excited for Terminator Genesis? Me. Uh, sorry, guys. I can't what? be on this one. You're, oh. you're striking out on this podcast, dude. Me? Oh, yes. come on. Yes. See if we yes, ever invite you, you back. Oh, I mean, I... I'm all for it. I just, two was the pinnacle for me. Judgment Day, and I, I don't know. It was good, and, and you know, I, I've even grown to, like, three. Uh, the one after that, even Arnold has said that one doesn't count. <laughs> Everybody's kind of embarrassed by that one. He says, yeah. this is the appropriate follow-up to three. Um, and I don't know, judging by what we've heard about the plot and what we see in the previews, um, I'm kind of on board with some of the plot twists they're taking here. I mean, there's only so much you can do when time travel comes in and fucks everything up and yeah you know right. you can keep going back and changing the past and that's what they're doing but this is kind of an interesting twist so you can you can always go back to the future that's right <laughs> yes um so yeah i mean the, the movie opens next week Ju- july 1st so yeah. um i hope to make it to the theater this would be a great one to see in imax 3d but uh mm-hmm. see if i make it i think i'll take my dad to it so i'm in seattle oh, right now i'm or bainbridge island i'm um taking a little Seattle summer sabbatical from the desert heat while I figure out what I'm um, planning to do in my next Your step. next career move. Yeah, mm-hmm. so, um, so so I'm enjoying it a lot, but it's great because I get to spend time with my family, and I can tell you what, my dad is going to be psyched to see that movie. So uh, That's awesome. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be good. And, and look, Ryan, it's got Daenerys in it. <sighs> You're right. <laughs> you know what? I'm sold. I mean, and Go for funny. the mother of the... Go for the mother of dragons. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> James Cameron gave it two thumbs up too. So I mean, there you go. Well, I don't know how you guys 
how much you love Schwarzenegger, but I'm a huge Schwarzenegger fan. And I am, you know, Hollywood's gotten crazy with its sequels and, and reboots and everything else it does with no original ideas whatsoever. Mm-hmm. That being said, I'm beyond excited about this project we've been hearing about for years because we hear about projects for years with everything wait, now. Wait, wait, hold on. I'm going to stop you. Is it what I tweeted last night? What did you tweet last night? Uh, Probably because it was talked about yesterday. Twins 2! Yes. What? Triplets. Yes, called Triplets. He's been talking about this for a while, but yeah, Arnold, <laughs> I think he was on the Howard Stern show, but I don't know. But recently confirmed that Triplets is happening, and as rumored, gonna have Schwarzenegger, DeVito, and their third brother, Eddie Murphy. Oh my god. Yes. So many questions. I have yes. so many questions. I'm so excited about this. <laughs> That's unbelievable wow what a throwback so while i get kind of annoyed while i get a little annoyed with you know these sequels and redoing the wonderful 80s movies from my childhood this i am all on board for yeah (laughs) that sounds utterly ridiculous i'm sorry it's like (laughs) but i will see it what if they made a kindergarten cop uh sequel they are They are? Not a sequel. I think they're rebooting it or, or doing oh, a, a well, that different one. Count. Yeah, that's awful, and I don't think it's Schwarzenegger. Okay, well, that, like, that doesn't count then. I know it doesn't. That one I'm I'm very much against, so. Yeah. Is it now going to be like preschooler cop or like first grade <laughs> cop? It'll probably be the same thing. I'll just redo it like they have done with so many other movies yeah. that don't need to be redone. But yeah. we'll see with that one. But for now, I'm super stoked, stoked about Twins. Yeah, I'm so stoked <laughs> about Triplets. Triplets. Yes. Um, the, the one that I'm most upset about is the fact that they're trying to redo Labyrinth and possibly Dark Crystal as well. Oh, wow. Like, really? Ex- what? Yeah. Jim Henson is probably rolling over in his mm-hmm, I'm sure. <laughs> All right. Anyways. Yeah. Well, we've talked about enough movies, enough TV shows. So let's wrap up our convo here. And uh, I just want to mention Maureen and I will be in – San Diego for San Diego Comic-Con um, will be around. So if you're in the mob of people um, walking around outside the convention center there, grabbing all the free shit like we will be, um, stop us and say hi. Uh, we'll also be at the To The Stars storefront in Encinitas um, probably on Wednesday. So what July is that, the 8th? 8th? Yeah. So um, stop by if you're in the area. It uh, the storefront is is scheduled to be open for a sort of preview opening. It's not officially opened yet, but uh, the plans are to have the store open on that day. So come in, check out some of the great To the Stars merchandise. A lot of cool shit there. Um, but it do looks check so out. Cool in there. Yeah, the store is cool. It's got some really cool artwork on the front with a Bigfoot uh, created by our buddy Caleb Hanks, and. Uh, it's really cool. So at the very least, go take your picture in front of it. And then hashtag, I went to the stars. They would appreciate that. And to check out what they decide to do, if they're going to be open, what they're doing at Comic-Con, do check out to the stars on Twitter and Facebook. Yeah, and go read our articles. Jason and I write for to the stars, and we have all sorts of weird shit up there. Uh, so go read them, leave comments. And uh, even if they're not the nicest of comments, though I prefer... 
creative comments. Yeah, we prefer uh, nice ones. <laughs> and uh, and also make sure to check out all the new content we have on RoguePlanet.tv. Jason today posted, which I just saw, a UFO camping pod, and I am... Yes, we need to team up and get one of these one. guys, because how amazing would it be to have this UFO pod go camping, and then go out and like hunt Bigfoot or watch for UFOs or something. Oh, yeah. That is that is headquarters. Yes. Mobile headquarters. Yes. Uh, this thing so looks actually, awesome, though. It's super high tech. It's got surround sound in it. It's got a flat screen TV. It's got this crazy like sci-fi light set up inside it. It's really cool. <laughs> so if you would like to donate Rogue Planet <laughs> to get this UFO pod headquarters yeah, get in so touch. we can – Create videos for you yeah. to uh, while we're investigating, trying to find Bigfoot and uh, and the good old UFOs and all that kind of fun stuff. Uh, feel free to uh, send <laughs> mm-hmm. a donation our way. Yeah, we and would we will make it that. happen. Yeah. So Ryan, before we go, um, give us an update on your UFO book. Oh yeah, man. Um, I just finished the first draft, so I I'm so happy to say that it's. It's freaking done. Wow, um, congratulations. Yeah. Oh, my God. It took long enough. But, um, yeah, super excited. It's off to the editor and then to the publisher, and it's not going to take long after that. Um, so it should be out by the end of the year. Uh, you can learn more about that somewhere in the skies.com. Uh, I post some of the material from the book there. And, uh, yeah, so, so excited to get that out finally. I can't that- wait to read it so I can write a scathing review. Oh, I have no doubt. <laughs> I think we both should write scathing reviews. Yeah. That'd be great. Guys. I, it's hey, so good. Any press is good press, right? That's right. Exactly. Yeah. Like Maureen said, make sure to check out RoguePlanet.tv. We're putting all sorts of shit up there. And if you like the crazy stuff, do go to ToTheStars.media. We've got all sorts of crazy stuff there, too. So thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Until next time, I'm Jason McClellan. And I'm Maureen Ellsbury. And, and, and I'm Ryan's here too. <laughs> All right, we'll see you next time.